1: How are we feeling, Bengal fans? Your Cincinnati Bengals are in the AFC Championship game next weekend. Unbelievable. Unbelievable game. Unbelievable season. Unbelievable postseason. The Cincinnati Bengals are now in the AFC Championship game, awaiting either the Chiefs or the Bills, depending on what happens tomorrow on Sunday. Whew, my heart rate is still sky high, but that's all right. I'm Anthony Cazenza, by the way, with CincyJungle.com and the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast. We have a lot to get to in terms of this game, storylines, stats, all kinds of different things. A One of the, quite honestly, one of the most hard-fought and crazy games I have ever seen. Maybe to the more casual NFL fan who does not pay attention to these two teams or roots for these two teams. When you see a 19 to 16 score, you may say, wow, that wasn't the most exciting game, especially in a game that features Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Julio Jones, AJ Brown, Derek Henry. This was one of the most physical games for a postseason game that I can remember in a really long time, quite honestly. Uh, and this was supposed to be all about the offense The defenses were good. They had some good players, but this was about going to be about the offense. This was going to maybe be a a 30-24 to game or something like that. No, it was field goals. It was tough defense. It was turnovers. It was sacks. It was big hits, all kinds of different things. And teams had to weather all kinds of different issues and overcome them to get this win. The Bengals just did a little bit more. Hats off to the Tennessee Titans. Great season. I know they are disappointed, but great season. And they played their butts off today, but the Bengals just kept at it. They just kept coming and they would not die, even though nine sacks later, an interception and all kinds of other issues were not going their way. They still fought their way into the AFC championship game against either the chiefs or the bills. We will see what happens there. I don't know if there's a, a team you prefer to play in that scenario. I'm not really, it's kind of like, well, I mean, I, maybe Buffalo. I don't, I, I don't know. I guess, you know, you say, well, the Bengals beat the chiefs earlier in the year. So maybe that is indicative of something, but I I don't know, regardless. I think we're all pretty euphoric in terms of how this team got here, this team, I got an, a, a pretty clever text from our, fr- uh, our friend of the show. Uh, Mike Holbrook. And he said, you know, it's not, it's no longer. Why not us? It is us. Um, Meaning the Bengals are there. They're right there. And guess what? Regardless of how next week goes for the Bengals, this is the tip of the iceberg. It would seem for this team. They've got a lot of money to spend free agency next year. They've got Joe Burrow on, on a rookie deal still. And he is an ascending player, obviously, this could be the beginning. I dare I dare I say it of a dynasty for the Bengals. Honestly, regardless of what happens next week, look, there's so many storylines here, and we can go through a bunch. There are some that kind of stuck out in in my mind for this week. Let's get to some of the streaks. Some of the stats that were, you know, and, and different things that are kind of record setting that came from this game. And I'll probably miss some, but Jamar Chase is the first rookie wide receiver, to my knowledge, to have two 100 yard receiving games in his first two postseason, career postseason games. The Cincinnati Bengals, up until this point, had never won a road playoff game ever. That's gone. It's just a year where the Bengals obviously they hadn't won a playoff game in 31 years until last week, so they are just knocking all kinds of past stigmas, past, you know, past notions about this team and who they are. They're just knocking them all down. And again, next week could it it could end for them next week, but even if it does, the Cincinnati Bengals have already proven that they are on the precipice of something special this year and in the coming years. And they will not be going away. It would seem as long as they've got Joe Burrow, you got to give Zach Taylor and his coaching staff credit as well. That group has really rallied the troops. And as long as this team remains at least somewhat to pretty aggressive and outside free agency, retain some of its key pieces, they're not going anywhere for, for the next few years. They're not going anywhere. So Uh, We see this here. A super chat from Houday. $5. I've watched OBI since the two 2018 season feels good to be talking about playoff football. Send Icky's foundation, my regards and thank you for starting that off because I want to remind everybody. We are still in that week where we had Icky woods, the Javante woods foundation, all the super chats that we receive this week. We're sending it all to the Javante woods foundation. We've already got a a couple hundred dollars. I think racked up. I got to do the math on that. So, if you want to be, if, if you're feeling generous after tonight and what happened after today, and you want to help out the Javante Woods Foundation, leave us a super chat or go to the JavanteWoodsFoundation.org and donate directly. If you want to donate 30 bucks, 31 bucks for either one of Vicky Woods' jerseys or the playoff curse being done, go for it. But we want to support that and just having some fun helping out some great causes out there. Thank you, Houday. Appreciate that. We will add that to the pot, my friend. Look, uh, here here are some other things here. Joe Burrow sacked – I was talking about streaks and records and all that kind of stuff. Joe Burrow sacked the most of any quarterback ever in the postseason with nine sacks. I, I think it was Donovan McNabb that had eight prior to that. And oddly enough, I, I think Donovan M- McNabb won that game. And Joe Burrow wins this one. I tweeted this out earlier on, on my Twitter account at CJ CUI. This – there, there were some space these things on twitter called spaces where there's kind of a live group chat a group think where people can kind of come in and out and speak and all this kind of different stuff zim Hude, our buddy from from cincy jungle in the orange is the new black podcast St- spearhead a lot of these he brought in some titan fans and all of that and there was some talk from titan fans that the Bengals were a quote unquote finesse team And they were a finesse team because they were a bombs away team and they made a lot of plays on offense and all that kind of stuff. They didn't believe in the defense and they weren't able to play with some of these hard-nosed defenses and that their offensive line was going to get manhandled. Derrick Henry is going to run all over them, all kinds of different things. While most of those things did not occur on Saturday. And the Cincinnati Bengals, who play in the AFC North, Forced to play the Steelers twice a year, the Baltimore Ravens twice a year, and the Cleveland Browns, who have become a very physical, run oriented, tough defensive team as well. They play those teams six times a year. And so when you hear finesse team, you kind of take that a little bit like, you sure about that? You sure about that? One defense today had nine sacks on the quarterback, the Tennessee Titans. The other defense, had three interceptions, a fourth and one stop at a critical point in the game, and another stop on a two-point conversion from the one-yard line. With Derrick Henry carrying the ball both times in those situations. Physical, physical game from both teams, but the Bengals answered the bell and went toe to toe, came out victorious against a very, very physical physical Tennessee Titans team. And there are so and we'll get to stats and stuff and we're going to do something a little fun at the end of the show here too, something I have never done. And we'll make it kind of short. The the Cincinnati Bengals did a, an enormous job on defense because the the look the offense was not itself today. And that was that's a credit to Tennessee's defense. Tennessee spent all of their offseason free agency in the draft really bolstering their, their defensive line, their defense, and making sure they, you know, they got in last year. And I th- I think they had some of the, the lowest quarterback sack amounts of any team in the postseason last year. And now they were one of the best this year at getting after the quarterback we heard all week about. The, the three guys on the defensive line that had eight or more sacks. Harold Landry was insane. We'll, we'll show you the stats. I mean, some of them are yikes. But Harold Landry was insane. Jeffrey Simmons is insane. I mean, they, they are really, really good football players on the defensive line. And they know how to get after a quarterback. There is no doubt about it. And they did so a bunch today. Joe Burrow got hit and beat up quite often. Popped up from a couple of those sacks and hits. A little gimpy, it would seem, at times. That's a little scary, but all in all, the Bengals gutted through it, and it took timely plays on in winning the turnover battle, some timely throws by Joe Burrow, and of course the rookie kicker. And that's another that's that kind of feeds into a little bit of storylines on this one. At one point in this game, and I guess we can pull up. The uh, I'll pull this up here, the ESPN box score that I like to show usually on here because I think this is something to note. Um, At one point in this game, in the fourth quarter, the Tennessee Titans had the ball and they were driving. They got to the Cincinnati 35-yard line facing a fourth and one. I mentioned this a little bit earlier. They had a all day. They sat there and watched the Cincinnati Bengals attempt long kick after long kick after long kick with their rookie kicker. Another four for four performance by Evan McPherson back to back four for four kicking performances by their rookie kicker. You're the Tennessee Titans. You have a kicker on your team. Do you know who that kicker is? It's Randy Bullock. Randy Bullock was with the Cincinnati Bengals, and McPherson was the guy who was brought in specifically to replace Randy Bullock because Randy Bullock had trouble with clutch kicks at times, had trouble with kicks over 49, 50 yards pretty frequently. And here you go, the Bengals – All the analytics are saying, you know, maybe you want to go for some of these tries here that put, I mean, one of them was a 54 yarder for your rookie kicker on the road in the cold. They said, no, they wanted to trust their rookie kicker from that distance instead of going for it. And they decided to roll the dice. Their rookie kicker got them the four kicks and the Tennessee Titans who grabbed the Bengals replacement, the the guy who was replaced at a critical juncture in the game, they did not have the trust on their home turf for their kicker to make that, make that kick. So that is kind of a, an interesting story point. Another interesting story point. And we'll show, we'll show you here um, the stats and uh, I'll, I'll pull up a lot of different things here to share with you for those who are watching the video feed here. Another interesting point was that the Tennessee Titans getting Derrick Henry back, they were going to run all over the Cincinnati Bengals, and the Bengals were going to continue to play catch-up, and they were never going to be able to, to – with all those weapons, they were never going to be able to do what they needed to do. By the way, here's the drive that I was talking about. Seven plays. They, mar- they started at their own 17, got all the way down to the Bengals, 35-yard line, third and one at the 35. Weird play there, no gain. And then, of course, Henry loses two yards here. Logan Wilson with two of the biggest plays of the game in in that tackle to force the loss. And of course, the interception at the end of the game. And you look at that and you say, you know, again, you go back to that kicker thing I was talking about, the storyline there. Okay. Now, the other storyline that I was talking about, the Tennessee Titans were going to run all over the Cincinnati Bengals. Derrick Henry's back. Derrick Henry is back and they're gonna they're gonna run it down the Bengals' throat. They're gonna do what they need to do. It's not gonna be the Ryan Tannehill show. It's not gonna need to be the Ryan Tannehill show because Derrick Henry is back. DJ Reader played out of his absolute mind today. And if you watch that telecast, you even heard Trent Green going, Wow. I, you know, DJ Reader, DJ Reader, DJ Reader. He's in the backfield. He's all were you talking about DJ Reader again? Because he's in the backfield again. It it was he was omnipresent back there. Omnipresent back there. He was outstanding. Hubbard had a nice couple of hustle plays. Hendrickson was not a factor, unfortunately, but that is, you know, just kind of the way the way it goes a little bit. Bengals had some tough sledding here. I'm gonna bring up the stats here. From the ES box score. I like sharing this. I know people like sharing the ESPN. Here's what I'm going to do, by the way, in a little bit. I teased it a, a second ago. At the end of the show, I think I'm going to post the live chat link publicly. In the YouTube and Facebook chats. And we're going to spend a couple minutes. We're going to spend a couple minutes. And and if you want to pop on here and and give me... 10 seconds, 20 seconds, whatever, just saying what this game means to you or whatever, hop in here. We do listener questions live. We give you a platform to talk. I'll, I'll do it here today, tonight. We'll, we'll do it for a few minutes. If any of you want to come on here, I'll put the link in here a little later. Hop in here. I'll, I'll try and get to as many people as possible, and I uh, want to say hey to you. guys have supported this show and support team, so if you want to hop in for you know, uh, just a tiny bit and just say what's up. We'll we'll do that at the end here because this is a big, big game for the Cincinnati Bengals. Before we get into the stats, that's kind of another storyline I want to talk about. This very well may be the second biggest win. And I'd like to talk about that with my co-host John Sheeran on Wednesday. This very well may be the second biggest win in Bengals history. Obviously the freezer bowl to send him. To the a- the the Super Bowl that year over the the Chargers, that's the most iconic win probably in in Cincinnati history. You can argue the AFC Championship to get them into the Super Bowl in 1988 as well, but this is the first road playoff win. Gutsy gutsy performance, and it's not it's not a fluke. It's it's not a fluke, folks. So um, that is. I, it's another storyline that I think we can talk about and we'll continue to talk about this week quickly. We'll just go over some of the stats and there is some good, some bad and some ugly. Look at the nine sacks for 68 yards of Joe Burrow still hung in there. 28 of 37, three forty-eight. did have the interception. The ball was off of P Ryan's hands. Uh, and the, the, the defensive back made an insane play on that. You could debate whether that was actually incomplete or not. I don't know. I, I think whatever they called it on the field, it was that close. They were going to call it. There was a lot of hemming and hawing in terms of the rule and then the letter of the law on that. So they just, they let it go. I mean, you can also debate whether that throw was errant or if P. Ryan should have caught that. I kind of contend that P. Ryan had both hands on it, so he probably should have caught it. But, um, you know, it wasn't right on the numbers per se, but, I mean, it was, seemed like it was catchable. But at any rate, the one interception there, there's Ryan Tannehill, 15 of 24, made a couple of big throws off of play action, but three interceptions. And that's, he was sacked one time. He was sacked once, as opposed to Joe Burrow getting sacked nine times. And if you or a Tennessee Titans fan or whoever wants to have any kind of discussions in terms of quality of quarterbacks, gutting through things, take a look at this stat line. A guy was sacked once and had three interceptions on his home field off a bye week. The visiting quarterback got sacked nine times, had one interception that you couldn't really pin on him. You can, I guess a little bit, but I mean, it's also on the running back a little bit Sacked nine times. I mean, that that's just the difference between those two quarterbacks, quite honestly. And, and I like Ryan Tannehill more than most. Um, I think he's very athletic. I think he's got a good arm and at times he can look great, but, we're, we're seeing a very, very special player in number nine. There is no doubt about it. Not much in the run game. I mean, Deontay Foreman had the big, big 45-yarder, but everybody else, I mean, look at Derrick Henry. I, we know he's coming back from the injury, maybe wasn't 100%. 20 carries, 62 yards. Did get in the end zone, but was stonewalled on a fourth, uh, fourth and one was also stonewalled at the one-yard line on a two-point conversion play. The Bengals sold out on him, and it paid off. 20 carries, 62 yards, a touchdown. His long run of the day, nine yards. Nine yards. Joe Mixon had a 16-yarder. He finished with 14 for 40, uh, 54, just under yards per carry, and not much on anyone else there. Jamar Chase had a two-yarder on a, on a play there. And then Chase, as I mentioned, five catches, 109 yards, did not get in the end zone. No one got in the end zone through the air. Uh, Higgins had almost a 100-yard game, seven catches, 96 yards. There were a couple of tough contested catches you really wish he would have he would have hung on to, but made some really nice plays as well. Did Higgins seven catches, 96 yards? This surprised me a little bit. CJ Uzama, seven catches, 71 yards. I didn't think he had quite that many, but seven catches on eight targets, tough. You know, some tough catches in there. Joe Mixon helping out in the passing game, six catches, 51 yards. Uh, Tyler Boyd, two for 17, and uh, you know, I mean. A lot, a lot of different players helping out. A.J. Brown did have a big game, five catches, 142, and that crazy touchdown catch uh, in that front on the front pylon, a back shoulder, a woozie, um, kind of turned around a little bit there. Julio Jones made a few nice plays, six catches, 62 yards on seven targets, and then not much else from a lot of other players there. Tight ends were not a factor in this game, and only four players caught passes for the Tennessee Titans. Four. Six caught passes for the Cincinnati Bengals. Look at Logan Wilson's game. Tackle for loss. Eight total tackles. A pass defended. The interception. A quarterback hit. Big game from him. Von Bell had a sack and a tackle for loss. The sack was the tackle for loss, rather. DJ Reader, six total tackles. Two of them for loss and a quarterback hit. Amazing game from him. Awuzie struggled a little bit today for the first time, and really for most of the year. Pratt, pretty quiet. Uh, Bates had the nice interception at the beginning of the game, uh, had a missed tackle later on, I think it was the, the big foreman run, um, but uh, four tackles in the pick. The, that ended up kind of being the difference in the game, getting that pick on, was it, Ryan Tannehill's first pass attempt of the game? Um, getting getting that, and that turns into three points right there. Marcus Bailey getting out there and playing well. Trey Flowers had the one penalty on special teams, but I tell you what, he, was, he had two – or three other great, great stops on punt returns just right there, um, stopping the punts in their tracks. Uh, We've got B.J. Hill in there. Eli Apple had the tip to go into the interception for Logan Wilson there. you got to like that. Mike Hilton, the tip to himself, an interception. Sam Hubbard, hustle, 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 Sam Hubbard. I love it. Zach Kerr getting in there after being signed this week. Sample left with an injury, as did Trey Hendrickson. Hendrickson did return, though, so – that was good news, and you see the, the interceptions here. Hilton, Wilson, and Bates. Chris Evans had a couple of nice kick returns here. You see the 27.3 average. He had a 32-yarder. A couple of nice kick returns from him. That was nice to see. Um, Bengals could not get anything in the punt return game. It was uh, just essentially fair catches for Taylor there, and then you got McPherson. You got McPherson. Four of four. One of one on the extra points. 54-yard. I mean, it's just... It's just money in the bank every time he's back there. Money in the bank every time he's back there. He were two of his five punts inside the 20. Um, and so, you know, there's that. Randy Bullock did hit a field goal and an extra point. But, like I said, come crunch time, they didn't trust him to make the same kind of kicks that the Bengals rookie could make. And that says a little something. Not so much about Randy Bullock. It just says more about Evan McPherson. Really. So that's uh some of the some of the stats here on that and i'll i'll share some more in a little bit here i see we've got some super chats that we want to get to i think this is from sten uh a very nice donation here i will uh let me see if i can pull that up and this all this stuff again will go to the javante foundation super chats the positive universal universal project david g $5 Five dollars for Eli, Eli Apple's tip to Logan Wilson and Clay Johnson's tackle stopping the two-point conversion attempt. There you go. I love it, Clay Johnson. Yeah, you gotta you gotta give that guy some love for sure. Um, that was that was pretty cool to see that happen at the the goal line there. Um, let's see here. Gotta scroll up here. Just um, not Sten. Just being generous, and that's that's gonna go to the. Uh, the Javante Woods Foundation. Thank you, Stan. I think you're you're watching from Denmark, if I'm not mistaken. Thank you so much. And there was another one I missed here somewhere, I think. Uh, Zach Carpenter. This was another one. Thank you. Good game, Bengals. You showed up. You showed us your greatest weakness tonight, Tannehill. Great game plan, and good luck next week. Tighten up. Oh, was that Zach? Uh, Zach's a Titan fan, it looks like. Thank you, Zach. Um, That's going to go to the Javante Woods Foundation. Appreciate that. And, of course, um, here is a great one from Keeper Slim, a very generous donation, AFC Championship. Let's go. Can't say much more than that. Can't say much more than that. Now, we can feel great about a lot of things. We can feel great that the Bengals are in the AFC Championship. We can talk about all the roses and sunshine that comes with that, and there are a lot. There is also an 800-pound, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, gorilla, elephant, whatever, in the room. And that is the sacks, the offensive line play, and the long-term viability of that. Not all nine sacks were on the offensive line today. Let's start with that. Joe Burrow. Probably had an opportunity, and we know this about Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow likes to make things happen in the pocket. More often than not, they work out for the better, and he makes these incredible plays by dancing around, avoiding pressure, all that kind of stuff. And he's he's kind of a little Brett Farvish in that way, I, I guess. You know, he's just he's kind of got a little bit of a gunslinger mentality with that, and he knows that he's going to make a play if he can avoid the rush and ad lib back there. And a lot of, we've seen it work a lot for the Bengals, particularly with Jamar Chase on this team. The issue is sometimes it does not work out. And those turn into sacks, Those and those sacks turn into drive-killing plays. And there are a couple times where that happened today with Joe Burrow. I would say I can definitely think of two off the top of my head, maybe three where he held onto the ball too long. And so, you know, some of that is on the quarterback, and you take that because of who Joe Burrow is and what he gives you. You take that. You can't take five or six other sacks on poor protection. Now, the Titans did seem to do a couple of different things. I think they maybe blitzed one on one or two of those that – and the Titans aren't a blitzing team. They like to just line up their their front and go for it there because their front is able to get pressure, get sacks often. Um, so that happened I think once or twice as well today. But there are issues on that right side of the line. Riley Reef is missed. Uh, there was there was a play by Harold Landry. He came in unblocked by Aden- both Prince and Adeniji. There was a miscommunication there, and he came in unblocked and got Joe Burrow. There, the the offensive line needs a lot of help, and I don't know. My my concerning thought with it is that your second round pick still can't crack the, the starting lineup. With the offensive line performing the way it did, um, Jonah Williams had some issues today after having a stellar game against Yannick and Gakwe last week. You have to believe that this is going to be the worst that it's going to get from the offensive line and in, in this postseason run, however much longer it's going to go. But you know, when you, it's got to get better. I mean, there's there's no pretty way to put it. It has to be better on that offensive line. They did have some nice moments at the beginning of the second half, especially on that Mixon touchdown run. That drive, they were starting to get some push on the uh, on the offensive line. That was nice. That was good. They were They and that's not coincidentally that's when Mixon had some of his best runs of the day. So the, there are some issues to clean up. The good news is even with obvious issues, maybe talent deficiencies on the offensive line. the good news is the Bengals are still winning games they are finding ways to win these games. they are relying on insane special teams play. they are relying on some big plays by their defense. they are relying on a number of different things that allow them the the opportunity to keep going through the postseason. So while while it's very concerning, the Chiefs' defensive line, Jones. That's going to be trouble. The Bills are, are got a pretty good defense as well. That's going to be trouble. This this has to be one of the better defenses they were going to face today, though, in Tennessee, uh, especially that defensive front and their ability to do a lot of different things. Um, you know, and, and some of the the bigger names, Kevin Byard, really, really good safety. He you didn't hear his name called a lot. Uh, Hooker, the other the other safety, he was the guy who made, I believe, the incredible diving interception. So he had a nice play, but you know, it was it was really the defensive line show for the Tennessee Titans, and we knew that was going to be a case. I don't think we figured nine sacks. I think we maybe figured three, four, maybe five. Uh, I don't I don't know if nine, and that's pretty maddening. But some of those are on Joe Burrow, a couple of them. Others are on the offensive line. And look, if you're not going to be able to pass protect well, you got to be able to at least run block well. Um, and like I said, that was even still a little inconsistent today as well. So tough, tough matchup for the Bengals offensive line. But there is no doubt, no matter how much farther the Cincinnati Bengals go, that they will need to they will need to address some things on that offensive line, whether that's free agency or the draft or whatever. I want to say a couple more things and I'm going to pin. Here's what I'm going to do. Like I said, I'm going to be here a few more minutes. I'm going to start. I'm going to put the link in here in just a second. So if any of you want to jump in and be on the show with me, be a brief co-host with me, let's do it. I want to hear from you. This is a special, special, special day as a Bengals fan, as a bang doing this show, all kinds of stuff. I'll throw it in there. We'll try and get to get to some of you and, and hear what you have to say. If you're not shy um if you're hey if you're also at the game or coming from the game if you're in nashville definitely hop on here because we want to hear from you but anyway quickly i'm going to share one more thing in terms of team stats and then i'm going to share a couple thoughts i'll put the link in here and we'll hang for a little longer and uh and get to it so here you go team stats Look at the first downs. If you ever want to hear anything about the Bengals getting lucky in this one, if you ever want to hear about the Bay, if someone gives you that kind of stuff, don't even, don't even entertain it. Because the Tennessee Titans fought their butts off as well today. The Bengals just were better in a few different critical areas. Maybe not by much. The Titans were better in some areas as well. But look at the first downs, 17 to 16. Right down the middle. Look at the passing first downs, 13 to nine. So slight advantage to the Bengals there. Rushing first downs. Predictably, the Titans had the edge there, seven to four. Look at third down efficiency. Third down efficiency, seven to 15, just under 50% for the Bengals. One of eight for the Titans. That's a huge win for the Bengals defense. One of eight on third down. Total plays, eh, sort of close. Bengals had it a little, little bit more, 64 plays to 52. Look at the yards, 345 to 353. Total drives, 12 and 11 yards per play, 5.4 for the Bengals, 6.8. Now, I think that's greatly affected because of the sacks, obviously. But 6.8, I mean, the, the Titans were popping some big plays. Look at the passing yards. Obviously, net after the sacks, 280 for the Bengals. Net, 213 for the Titans. Um, we mentioned this the passing stats. The sacks completely lopsided, 9 for 68 and 1 for 7. Rushing yards, pretty lopsided, 140 for the Titans, 65 for the Bengals. Look at the penalties, though. Bengals had more penalties than the Titans, 6 for 46, 2 of 15. Bengals were a little bit better in the red zone, 1 of 2. Titans were 1 of 3. And then the turnovers, the Bengals forced those three interceptions to their only one interception, and that was that was a big deal. Bengals did hog the ball a little bit more, 33-25 to 26-35. So, I mean, look, it wasn't dominating by the Bengals. It wasn't a dominating performance, really. There was some domination in specific aspects from both teams, but really, really evenly fought game for the most part, and the Bengals just did a little bit more in the turnover department, third downs, and took care of the ball a little bit better. I mean, that's really what it came down to. And then they had an excellent kicker to seal drives that not many teams would be able to get points out of, quite frankly, because they don't have that same weapon on special teams. And I'm going to tell you right now, I know he's a rookie. I know he's a rookie. But there are Justin Tucker vibes going on with Evan McPherson. And that is high praise because Justin Tucker's the best kicker I think I've ever seen. And this, this kid's, he's already close. I mean, it, it, he's probably he's probably not there yet, but he's damn close, damn damn close. Uh, we are coming up here. Let's see. I don't know if I skipped any super chats. I apologize if I did. I saw one here. I, I got to see who that was. We'll we'll pull put that up here. Maybe it's way down here. I gotta maybe catch up on some comments. We have hundreds hundreds of live viewers, and that is awesome. Me again, William Perry. Mr. Generosity, you are the man. Uh, My old lady, Carol, and I are listening for the first time together. And given that I gave cash earlier, I need to keep the tradition going until the Super Bowl. All you other clowns that gave cash need to as well. well, LOL. I don't know if people are clowns. But that's okay, William. You're great. Appreciate you and your support. You always listen. You always leave awesome comments. And, of course, generosity like this. that will help out the Javante Woods Foundation. Big, big uh, help, and we're going to send all that off to them in just a just a little while. But thank you so much for that. Here is the live link. If you are watching in YouTube or Facebook, keep in mind that I can I, it does limit the amount of people I can bring in at a time. But if you want to pop in here, say a quick something, say what's up. I want to give you the the opportunity to do that before I let people in here. Though there's the link before I let in people in here. I've got a couple things to say. Number one, take a look at who. Some of the biggest, biggest plays have come from in the Cincinnati Bengals in some of their biggest wins this year, whether that's the Ravens games, the Chiefs, these two postseason games. They're coming from new players, Jamar Chase, players who are coming back from injury that weren't available last year, DJ Reader, Joe Burrow, and, of course, they're coming from free agent acquisitions. Trey Hendrickson's been an animal all, all year. Mike Hilton, Hugh in this one, huge play against Steelers. That uh, that tells you that the Cincinnati Bengals not number one are drafting well. Evan McPherson, we talked about him, but they are also that their aggressiveness in outside free agency is paying off, and hopefully, that's some something that they continue. The other thing is, it's really weird what happens when as an organization, you start doing some of the things that marquee organizations do, and you start doing so many things to engage the fan base, and you start doing a lot of things that really gets things energized. Credit to the Blackburn family, Elizabeth Blackburn in particular, credit to the Brownlee and every all of them, from the ring of honor to fan engagement, ruler of the jungle, all kinds of different things. It's really it, it. It sounds like that may not have an impact on on-field play, but it does. I, I truly believe it does because those guys in that locker room see that stuff, and those guys see the engagement of fans and how fans are excited. Fans aren't waiting for the other shoe to drop every week in these big games they're excited they're confident like the people in that locker room are and when the organization is doing all of these great things that they have really really come around on these past couple of years and in particular this off in particular this off season, kudos kudos and it's it's really weird how you start winning some of these big games and as an organization you start acting like one of the big boys in the NFL so Big, big props to the Bengals and their front office for doing all that stuff because you may not think about it when you think about the on-field play and Joe Burrow and Evan McPherson and all these guys get the credit, but when you do things the right way, these are the type of wins that you achieve as an organization. And I know that Bengals fans, me sitting here doing this show and writing for Cincy Jungle, I, I couldn't be more excited. We've got a few people waiting here. We're going to give you the floor here. We've got a few more minutes. I I got I, – I am – kidless for the evening so i've got a little more time i've got a little more flexibility on the schedule tonight so between that and the big win i'm gonna give all of you the floor for a couple of minutes and uh i I get to read your words but i never get to hear your voices all the time so we've got i think akila akila checking in are you there
3: akila i am can you hear me yeah (laughs) what's going on buddy Man, I feel great. I I just want to be brief because I don't want to take time away from other people. No, you're good, dude. What's going on? I, I'm sitting here, and I'm like nine sacks. I'd say about four are on Burrow, five are on the offensive line. That's still way That's too you many. Right. Sounds
1: about right. Yep.
3: And he, we, we've been drafting linemen for so long. I mean, Cedric Obwehi, I'm tired of waiting for these linemen to develop. It, it's, it's known for like two to three years to get a lineman up to like their ceiling. No, Jonah Williams is just now hitting his ceiling. We have Jackson Carmen waiting. I have high hopes for him. Deontay Smith, I have high hopes for him. Unless we can get like a blue chip prospect, like a Tyler Linderbaum or a Charles Cross, unless we trade up to get those guys, I really don't see us going linemen. Bernhard Raymond is my draft crush though. I love Bernhard Raymond.
1: Okay. So so that's, that's an interesting point. I think it's going to take the Bengals not only still – going in the draft and getting some, some possible premier prospects on the offensive line, but they're going to need to find some established free agency guys. Yes. I mean, that, that, that's, that's just, Armstead. They, they, yeah, they need to figure that out. And, and, you know, they've tried to draft and develop its work here and there, but like you said, there are so many examples where it did not. So they need to do a little bit of both where they can get some veteran steadiness as well as some draft and develop guys and let it play out. Um, and, and, that I talked about all the different things, Akila. Uh, that the Bengals are doing as an organization that is paying dividends, maybe not absolutely directly in terms of it paying dividends, but the other thing that I think that they need to change is what you just mentioned: being aggressive when you when you key in on a player that you really like. The Bengals never like to move up, particularly in high rounds, and give up a lot of draft capital to do so. If you key in on a guy as the Cincinnati Bengals, you're like, dude, this is you know Linderbaum or whoever it is. This is a guy. We got to get this guy. Then you go up and you get him. Yes. If you think he's going to change your offensive line, if you think he's going to change your team, you got to be able to go up and get him because sometimes these hoarding of picks and you just kind of get, well, we like these guys. We like these guys. You, you go back to the Billy Price and Frank Ragnow situation, right? I mean, the, the Cincinnati Bengals moved back there. They had a chance to maybe move up to get the guy that I know that they all wanted in Frank Ragnow and they didn't do it. So, uh, and they settled for Billy Price, Billy Price, great guy he's having a nice he had a nice little uh stint with the giants here it worked out nicely for both teams but i like your point akila i think they need to move up a little
3: bit the it, issue with the draft is it's always a gamble you really yep. no one has any idea people thought trevor lawrence was going to light the world on fire and you know it's the jaguars it's a tough spot but i mean he didn't light the world on fire people thought tua was going to be a great quarterback he's yep. on the Dolphins. It, it's always a gamble, and if you can go out and get a turn on or upset, I mean, we see what happens. The moment Riley Reef went down, he may not be the best pass blocker, but in the run game, he's a mauler, and the moment he went down our run game completely, it went out the window. Yep. And if we can just get one lineman, let the young guys develop, Deontay Smith, Akeem Adenogy, Jackson Carmen. give them some time. I feel like we could we could have a great offensive line next year but it's do you want to spend the draft capital do you want to spend the money Yeah. But good point. Also, also, I said last year Lou is a good defensive coordinator and I got clowned for it. I'm looking pretty smart now. You're looking is, pretty smart. Lou I I great.
1: Yeah. I I may have uh, disagreed with you earlier this year and in, in this off season or at least I said I don't know who he is at this point but He's doing some good things. Good to hear from you, buddy. Hope you enjoyed the win, and, and thanks for the support of the show.
3: Have a good night. Who day?
1: All right, you too, buddy. All right. We've got another one here. Uh, I think it's new news, news pods, news poods. I don't know. <laughs> uh, are you there?
4: Uh, yeah, I didn't mean
5: to. Like, I'm good. Okay.
1: <laughs> All right. Let's uh, right. Let's go here. I think we'll go to David G., um oh Joey won. Yeah. Uh, what's up, bro? Huh? What's going on, man? How you doing?
4: I love that. Is... You're
1: rocking the hat. Yeah. What what's the jersey? We're kind of twinning on the jerseys here. Who you got? Is that I got Joe Joey B. B. Okay. All
4: right. Joey B. Man, is, man, it's so good to uh, finally get a chance to talk to you. You know, I seem to miss a lot of the you know, the live chats and stuff like this. What a year it's been, man, huh? Yeah, it's I been mean, a fun one. I mean, I've been a fan since Actually, nineteen sixty-seven. Whenever it was first announced that the uh, Bengals were, you know, that Paul Brown was bringing, bringing a, a team to Cincinnati, so I've lived through all the ups and all the and, and all the downs. And this year has been, I swear to God, like the most incredible season I can remember ever. You know, I know I, that we all I, anticipated it, this with Burrow, but you know, I I really,
1: I mean, obviously, 05 was really fun. Um, obviously 15 for me was, was really fun. And then Dalton got hurt And both of those years. You know, I, I, 13 was kind of fun and 11 was cool because, you know, they weren't expected to be anything that year. And that Man. was kind of cool And you're like, Hey, you know, we've seemed like we've got a decent quarterback and Dalton and a star receiver and AJ green. That's cool. Oh, nine was pretty cool because th- that was another team that was just a lot of guys that were cast offs and you never knew what the, and they swept the AFC North that year. So, I mean, there's a lot of years that are fun. I don't know man you're, you're you're right this this has to be kind of top of the heap of i mean i know 88 was was amazing um 81 was amazing but this has to be right up there and
4: i think of a lot of credit to you and john and ace and zim and you know iceman and all of the social media folks um bringing more attention to people like bingo Jim and tony the tiger uh, yes, you know, Commissioner Yaz, it's, it's just been this sort of like online community that's mm-hmm. helped build, uh, you know, some of the excitement. So, you know, hats off to you guys for making for helping to make this such a special season, you know, for us all. I'm, I'm glad the teams performed without that, but you know,
1: yeah, I, I appreciate that. And, you know, it makes it, uh, like I said, it makes it easier to kind of rally around the team when this, when this team and its ownership has finally kind of embraced everybody right i mean the ring of honor thing and and the ruler of the jungle thing these are these are in many organizations eyes maybe even some Bengals fans eyes these are things there you go well big deal big whoop i mean these are what other teams do yeah but it gets it gets people excited and then when you've got star players on the field and they're winning games against the chiefs to get into the postseason they are sweeping the baltimore ravens they are sweeping the pittsburgh steelers they are two postseason wins deep already yeah. It just makes everything just go, this is like, this is awesome. I mean, oh, it it is. Is, you know, I mean, there's no, no other, no other words for it.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I just really wanted to follow up on something that Akila, Akila had had said, and that is about Luana Rumo. I mean, you could just tell that for the, for the scheme that he wanted to run, he didn't have the right personnel the first two years. You know, and credit to the front office for going out and signing some of these key additions because if you look at our defense, you know, what, two-thirds of our defense is made up of guys that we didn't draft, but we brought in from outside. These veterans with this experience had been part of winning you know, teams, winning cultures and things like this. And you, you saw it tonight. I mean, you know, Ben, don't break. Mm-hmm. I mean, they shut – you know – I mean, you know, nothing against Derrick Henry. We know what a phenomenal player he is. And, you know, he got his, you know, kind of, but he didn't break 100 yards. He didn't break 70 yards. Nope. Nope. He was held in check. And guess what happens
1: when Derrick Henry is held in check? Mr. Tannehill gets a little exploited,
4: doesn't he? (laughs) He looks like he did back in Miami. <laughs>
1: that's, that's right. He got a little exploited today without that run game. And, uh, you know, I mean, A.J. Brown had a great game as well.
4: Yeah.
1: And, and they, they had made a couple of plays. And I, I like Tannehill more than most, to be honest with you. But, I mean, there's no doubt about it. When you take away his run game, that that's an issue for him. And uh, mm-hmm. that's what the Bengals did for the most part. Really, it was kind of one big run by Foreman. I, I mentioned that Derrick Henry's long run of the day was like nine yards. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there, there just wasn't much there. But, David – Thank you for the support of the show, my man. Yeah, I I know the Joe, I know the Joby Wan name, so good to (laughs) to hear from you and uh, appreciate the support. And thanks for, thanks for popping in.
4: All right, man. Take it easy.
1: All right. You too. Be going to be here a few more minutes. I got the link in the live chat. If you want to jump in, or of course, if you want to call into the show, like our buddy Terrell, who calls in listener questions live. And you know what, Terrell, I apologize. I think you called in yesterday. We didn't get to your call. We were pretty slammed with all kinds of different stuff, but, uh, Good to hear from you, man. What's it's going not, on?
2: It's all good, man. Oh, man. I can't believe, man. It's just surreal, man. I, I'm i not used to winning, man, and, 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 and everything going my way. All right.
1: <laughs> it's weird. It's a weird feeling, right?
2: <laughs> I mean, I got to say, man, uh, I, I I just keep telling my friends this. The, the last two dance classes and the last two free agencies. Uh, Franchise, it, it changing. Franchise changing. Franchise changing. Oh, my goodness, man. Oh, my goodness, man. I mean, the defense, man, they just don't give up. Pratt and Logan Wilson, man, they they just get better and better. I mean, they just got, I mean, oh, my goodness, man. But I just got to say that uh, we got, everybody know about the line, but uh, we got to get a, uh, I, I would like to get like a project quarterback behind Burrow. You know what I mean? Just somebody that they got to move around, somebody to still line behind him. Because I'm scared though, because the uh, the Titans they was they was they was launching for his legs, man. Because they knew they knew the only way they could win is the third one in the game. And um, it, it was tough. I think they was the best defensive we played all year. Even when we played against good defenses, our line still looked okay. But this game, it just simply crazy. Yeah, and I just gotta say, uh, man, um, I hope the running game get back stronger. Um, just, uh, just all I gotta say is, man, if it was sunny in September, we would have blown them out.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe. yeah uh, maybe. But man, I gotta say, man, who
2: they, man, uh, I know Rue uh, probably about to get a lot of phone calls, man. Some head coaching jobs. <laughs> I hope, I hope he stays. Um. Just
1: uh, and I hope. He, uh. Jesse. Jesse got paid today. He did. He did. Yep. But, uh, uh, but a good one, Anthony. Man, I'm about, to, I'm about to go out and celebrate, man. Like, do it. Go have fun. Go have fun and be safe. All right. Too, All right. Bye. I think we've got another caller on the line here. Maybe not. I think the call dropped. So call back if if we did. I was trying to get that to that one as well, but you want to call in if you want to chat on here go for it we had a few of you on here pretty cool stuff i want to say this it's it's also really cool that you know i've got a lot of friends that know that i'm I'm a big bangles guy and obviously it's been a tough road being a bangles guy so uh you know i I, all the texts and, and calls and stuff that i've received these past two weekends has been pretty cool hearing from people being like, "Man, are you just excited?" That's that's just awesome stuff. So we've got another call coming, and we'll bring it in here in just a second. So um, anyway, I, I, that's just one of the thoughts I wanted to share here. I think we've got another call here from New Jersey, New York. I, I didn't catch that. Hi, who's this? Pretty good. How are you? Good. Who who's this? This
6: is Tim. Uh, Tim, what's going fan. on, man? long time
1: listener. Oh, thanks man. Appreciate it. What's going on? How you feeling? How you feeling AFC Championship, my man?
6: Can't believe it. <laughs> 25 and uh just to see the Bengals win the playoffs just alone was a nuts. This one is absolutely unreal.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's been a it's been a pretty fun run, that's for sure. And um, you know, I wanted to just at least give a platform to a few folks that always support the show and want to talk about it. It's but it's a special week, special game. And uh, like I said, I actually have a little bit of schedule flexibility because I'm not a dad duty tonight. So I'm, I'm I got a little, a little more freedom than I usually do on it than a 30 minute show. But uh, yeah, it's been a special year, dude. It's uh it's been a fun one. Um, you know, and it just seems like big win after big win after big win and a lot of nail biters, you know?
6: Well, the AFC championship's definitely a guarantee in
1: my eyes. You think you think that it's guaranteed, huh? Yeah, I feel like the
6: Bengals are definitely making it to the Super
1: Bowl. All right, all right, we'll see. Well, thanks for checking in, man. Good to hear from you. Hope you hope you celebrate well tonight, and uh, appreciate the support of the show. All right, absolutely. Keep it going. Man. All right, man. All Thank you. you. Uh, I think we've got one more coming in here in just a second, another call. So uh, I think this is right from Cincinnati, 513 area code. Who's this? Hey, my name is James. James, what's going on, bud?
6: Not much, man. I just got off work and I was watching the game at my desk and it was hard to contain all that uh, that raw emotion <laughs> the entire time. It was so, like, I, I work in Cincinnati um, and all the people I work around with, I work in an office. And everybody was just like on their toes. We were all watching the same TV. Oh, it's like, I don't even know what reality we're living in right now. Like,
1: here's here's the thing, man. And it's not just, you know, we could talk about who they've beaten this year the Ravens twice, the Steelers twice, the Chiefs, I mean, Titans in Tennessee, Raiders twice. I mean, we can talk about all that stuff. But my thing is that makes this team so much different. And why they got their postseason wins this year, as opposed to the seven other Marvin Lewis teams that could not. Right. The resiliency. The resiliency. And they just they just scratch and claw not to use a pun, you know, with the tiger deal, but they scratch and they claw yeah. and they just hang in there. The fact that you win a game against the number one seed on the road and your right. quarterback is sacked nine times is unreal. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. I,
6: I've, I've been a Bengals fan ever since. I remember watching um, – I'm 27, by the way. I remember watching the uh, Carson Palmer game uh, with the Steelers when he shattered his knee. Yep. At, at that moment, like, I – like, that that destroyed me. And, and seeing, like, the, the confidence that this team has and, like, this attitude, it's just literally – unreal yeah i'm going
1: i'm going downtown tonight yeah have some fun dude uh my 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 thing to your point there here's the difference between those teams and this team as well and i i was a big carson palmer guy being a being a west coast guy usc you know usc guy i I, you know i really liked him obviously chad the whole crew that team was never able to emotionally recover from that Injury that put. That, yeah. yeah. And, they were, and, and of course the later one in 2015, that loss to the Steelers with Jeremy Hill, they were never able to emotionally recover from that. When Joe Burrow right. got injured last year, that was my main fear is not only how Joe, I, I kind of knew deep down that Joe was going to come back and be fine and be good. I didn't know he would be this good this, this soon. My question was, how's the rest of the team going to respond to that? Are they going to be like, man, we just can't have nice things. We're just going to crawl on a, a shell like we always do. And that's the deal. And they did the exact opposite. They did the exact opposite of that.
6: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think they 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 definitely put like the like the bad blood between like Mike Brown and like Marvin Lewis, and they definitely it was Zach Taylor especially. They've definitely like moved on, and they you know the, just the way they carry themselves, it's just it's just different. Like this team is so much different than it used it to is. be, especially back when Andy Dalton was was around. It's just a so much. It's a different energy, and like. I, I can't even describe it into words when they won the first playoff game. Like I was shaking, Like yeah. I yeah. didn't know how to respond. It was just, Oh man. Yeah. Well,
1: well go have fun downtown, man. Uh, we've got a couple other people we're going to get to, but go have fun, be safe. And, uh, who my friend, thanks for listening. Yes, sir. All right. Yep. Yeah. Bye. Uh, we had a couple other people that, that one guy's been bouncing in. Now. I think it was Steven. Um, we'll, we'll try and get to him. I think we got someone in here. No legs. Uh, no legs. Are you there? I am. Can you hear me? Yeah. Well, what's up, bud? Not
6: much, man. I just uh wanted to check in. Say, so, yeah, I I'm actually I'm from South Louisiana, so I've been oh familiar so with Joe for a while.
1: With you yeah. have seen Wall? Yeah.
6: I have. yeah. So I I th- I've known it for a while. I think Bengals fans have known it for the last two years, and the whole league will know very soon. I mean, Joe just
3: has it.
4: Yep.
6: If you it, I I it's the feeling, kind of how. Patriots fans had for the last decade and a half. Yep. You go into a game not worried because you got the guy, yep. and that's where I think the Mingles are at this point in time.
1: Yep, great point. I mean, it's like I like I was just telling. I think it was Tim who was on the phone here. I, I, nine sacks. The guy gets sacked nine times, and somehow the Bengals win. And that's really a testament not only to him but really the rest of the team. Just being able to rally and and go through but uh thanks for thanks for checking in man and thanks for supporting the show i appreciate it um hope you're hope you're celebrating and having fun tonight
4: yeah hootay and go tigers
1: hootay uh i think we've got steven uh who's bounced in and out a couple times steven are you there hey how you doing can you hear me okay yeah i can hear you. sounds like you're driving (laughs) yeah hopefully you're using i'm sorry I'm no, at the you're here but
5: I'm getting ready to stop here in a moment. All I just right. wanted to call really quickly.
1: And- Uh-oh, we'd lose you? We might have lost you. Sorry, Stephen. um Anyway, good to, good to hear from you checking in. And then, of course, we've got – is it Fox or Fax? Fox. Fox. Oh, yeah, gosh. I, I might need to get my eyes checked. What's going on, bud? I am so stoked. <laughs> I told <laughs> I, I went and played cards
7: last night and I told a couple guys that were that uh I played cards with. They're like, Oh, you guys, you know Derrick Henry's coming back. I said, I ain't worried about Derrick Henry. I said, We got this. This ain't your same old this ain't your daddy's bangles.
1: That uh, that's a that's a you know for every it seems like every single big game this year, that's been what's weird to me is it's always been the Bengals fans that have always been the ones who have waited for the other shoe to drop. And they're going to, they're going to obviously poop the bed at some point. And, you know, they always do. Right. But this year, the fans have been the, the confident ones. And they've been like, this is a different team. This is a different team. And they thought we we're going to lose to the Ravens. They thought we we're going to lose to the Steelers. They thought we we're going to lose to the chiefs. They thought we we're going to lose. A lot of people still thought the Bengals were going to lose last week to the Raiders. And then, yeah. you know, you had a lot, basically nobody in the national media picking the Bengals this week. And here they are.
7: Yep, I live in Indiana, so it's hard for me to even go out and do nothing. So I just got to sit at my house. And I know you. I've seen you on uh, Sports with Strawberry Ice.
1: Oh yeah, yeah.
7: He he does his uh, Bengals victory lap with his flag. Yeah, Uh, I did one after he won the championship, the AFC championship. And he called me out on the show. I think it was either Thursday or Friday. He called me out, told me. So I told him when we won. I'm gonna post it in the ice bar. I'm pretty sure you're on the ice bar. I'm gonna post it in there. It. It's, hard to see it's hard to see. because I didn't have nobody to hold my phone this time. I had to run with my <laughs> phone in my hand in the dark. I Almost got hit by a car running across the street. Oh God! Don't bathroom. do that! Don't do that! So, but I'll post it in the ice bar here in a few. I just want right. to jump on. I will listen to you guys and I appreciate it. Strawberry ice and appreciate. to
1: jump
7: on? I was so stoked. I'm home alone. The kids are out with their mama, so I'm like, yeah, party awesome.
1: time. That's yeah, some fun. That's right. I've, I've got a similar situation going, so that's why I'm going a little longer tonight, and I want to make sure that the, that the listeners and the Bengals fans are getting heard from. So uh, good to hear from you, man. Take care. Be safe. Celebrate tonight.
7: But like Jeremy D. always says, remember one thing and one thing only. You don't live in Cleveland. You live in Cincinnati, so
1: that's act right. like it. That's right. That's All right. Done, Take it easy, bud. Uh, we'll be here just a couple more minutes, but wanted to give a little bit of airtime to the, to the fans and the listeners. And not only because I want, you know, you all to celebrate this as well, but also, you know, just to kind of thank you all for the support of the show. You know, I know we aren't. The best at what we do, I guess, or I'm not the best at what I do, but uh, just try and give you all kinds of different stuff and hopefully you enjoy it. And I can't tell you how much I appreciate the support. We have literally hundreds of live viewers right now, which is awesome. Obviously everybody's very excited. So just thank you. And um, I, this has been easily the most fun season that the Bengals have given in terms of me covering the team for Cincy jungle or this podcast. So I, I love that. And if you're joining us for the first time on a postgame show, they're not always like this. We usually go a little more in depth, a little more X's and O's, a little more stats, all that kind of stuff like we did in the beginning. But uh, it's celebration night. It's a celebration night for sure. So um, at any rate, I, I, we're over an hour now, so we're probably going to going to hop on out of here. want to remind folks to get the show if you're new here, which many of you may be, because... Um, you know, maybe you're just kind of celebrating. You're like, Hey, I want to go on. I want to find different shows. Want to remind everybody that you can get this show a number of different ways. Um, We are on YouTube, so you can subscribe to that. Click the subscribe button and hit the bell to be notified when we go live, when new content is available. Hit the thumbs up if you like what we're doing. We're on iTunes as well. We're on Stitcher. We are on Spotify. We are on... Let's see, iHeartRadio, right? We're on that one. And then, of course, we are on Google Podcasts, all the major platforms. So go check it out how you can. We're on all the major uh, all the major platforms. And it's not just our show. It's Orange is the New Black from Ace and Zim, Coach Speak, and Chalk Talk from Matt Minnick. and our show, we do a couple of different things here. It, we do the postgame shows. We do a kind of run-through of headlines for the Bengals and the rest of the NFL during the week. We've got a main show with myself and my co-host John Sheeran in the middle of the week. We do listener questions live. We do interviews with folks covering the opposition and all kinds of stuff. And we've got all kinds of different stuff coming up for the offseason, which I hope is a few weeks away now. But we'll be doing free agency profiles, draft profiles, Bengal bios, all kinds of different stuff in the offseason as well. I think we've got Steven back here. Steven, wanted to give you one last floor. You were saying something and unfortunately, I think your Bluetooth cut out on you. I don't know if you're with us now, but wanted yeah. to give you another opportunity to share your story there. Hey, Andy, thanks. I appreciate it. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I think you're good now. I appreciate you. I finally
5: got to the airport and stopped. So
1: I think oh, here I go. There you go. You.
5: But I just wanted to say, hey, I'm, I'm really happy for you guys. I, I'm not, a, not necessarily a Bengals fan, but I'm a Joe Burrow fan and Awesome. Uh, I remember when I saw him at LSU, and I was like, "Man, that kid's pretty good." But you know, <laughs> when you see him in college, you're like, "Okay, yeah, they're pretty good for college," and mm-hmm. but you never really know. And then I saw him his first year with Cincinnati. I said, "That kid's special." And mm-hmm. when he got hurt, I had the exact same feeling you had. I said, "That's way too much. Uh, that's way too much talent wrapped up in a crappy O line. They have got to fix that in Cincinnati. They've got to fix it." Uh, but the fact that, that <laughs> you guys won a playoff game with the QB gets sacked nine times.
1: Unbelievable. <laughs> is, Unbelievable.
5: That shows you how special he is, man. So I'm really happy for you guys and Cincy. I personally believe uh, the Bills are going to beat the Chiefs tomorrow, but I would love to see uh, Cincy go back to KCM whoop the Chiefs. I would love yeah. to see it, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, either way, you're getting a marquee quarterback matchup in the AFC Championship game. Right. I mean, it's, it's it's Burrow versus Josh Allen or Burrow versus Patrick Mahomes. And the last time obviously we know what happened at the end of the season between Burrow and Mahomes, that was a hell of a game. So, um, you know, you're going to, you're going to get a marquee quarterback matchup. And here's the thing too, with Joey B, you are a fan Mm -hmm. of him. So, you know, this here, what was interesting, not only from him rehabbing that injury and coming back from it and playing Mm -hmm. outstanding throughout this entire year, it, it, it's the other things he worked on to improve upon, right? There's a lot of arm strength questions. Can he throw the deep ball questions? All that stuff. Oh, yeah. He's the best, he was the best deep thrower in the league this year. Oh, yeah, Best, the best deep ball guy in the, in the league this year. And it's not only just coming back from that injury, it's also Joe improving upon a perceived weakness in his game and becoming the tops in the league at that. Uh, that to me, Absolutely. that's just like, oh, my gosh. That tells you all you need to know about the guy. Well, I'm,
5: I'm, the last two games of the this, of this season, he threw for almost 1,000 yards <laughs> in two games. Yeah. I mean, the, the kid's unbelievable. Um, love them. Happy for Cincy. I'm really – I love what you said about the organization, too, because I'll be honest. I mean, I was like a lot of other people when Burrow was coming out of the college. i don't know if you should go to Cincy. That organization's got to have some issues. But the fact that the they're, they're, the front office is getting it turned around, Yep. I couldn't be happier. I could, I would love to see Sensi go to the Super Bowl, man. It'd be fantastic.
1: That's awesome. And you know what? First of all, thank you. And you know what would be a fun matchup that not a lot of people are talking about? If the well, Bengals make it to the Super Bowl, we'll have to see what happens with the Rams this weekend. But if it's McVay versus Zach in the Super Bowl, uh, Zach obviously coming from the McVeigh coaching yep. tree, yep, that would be an interesting one. That would be a really interesting matchup. The Rams will be we playing to, on their home stadium too, so. <laughs>
5: yeah, we have to find a way to fortify that line, though. In that case, that's yeah. a that's a tough out for him, yep. especially after what happened tonight. I just they got to do something to, to keep him upright and, and keep him from getting hurt again. It's he's got way too much talent. I would hate to see since he just. I don't want my fear is I don't want to see what happened uh, to uh, Andrew Luck happen to Burrow.
1: Yeah, it'd
5: it, it just be a shame. So sensey's got to yeah. fix that
1: yeah i'm hoping I'm hoping they get a little aggressive on that front next year. and you know again, it's it's not all offensive. i mean, it, it it's largely offensive line causing these sacks, but there are times that Joe tries to create. You probably know that. Yeah. he tries to create yeah. because he is a, it's supremely confident in his abilities and what he can do when he adlibs. libs. as are some of the best quarterbacks in the league. Mahomes does it as well um Josh Allen does it as well and unfortunately he's going to run into a few sacks and that happened probably like I said at least two if not three maybe four times today of the nine but you're right I mean there are far too many hits far too many sacks on Burrow for for you know a a long-term career and we you know they have got to figure that out and I think they will wasn't
5: wasn't he the most sacked quarterback in the league this season Yes,
1: yes you know it wasn't talked about and although the Bengals didn't take advantage of it this week so much but Right, Joe Burrow was sacked, I think, fifty-one times this year. Ryan Tannehill yeah. was sacked forty-seven times during the year. So, I mean, it's he, his offensive line and his athletic athleticism, kind of running around doing different things. He runs into sacks sometimes too. So, some of these quarterbacks do that, you know.
5: Yeah, well, I love the fact that he threw a he threw an interception. I'm talking about Tannehill. He threw an interception yeah. at the beginning of the game and. Book in interception at the end of the
1: game. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's, yeah, that's a great point. His first his first throw and his last throw were interceptions. It's like, oh my god how does that how does that work? But um good to hear from you, man. I, I i don't know if you're flying somewhere. You said you were at the airport. If so, fly safe and uh don't be a stranger around here. I know you're not a big Bengals guy per se, but a Joey B guy, don't be a stranger.
5: Absolutely. You did a great show. I found it, uh YouTube, but I'm really enjoying it. You're doing a great job.
1: Hey, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Take it easy.
5: Have a great one. Take care.
1: All right. I wanted to get Steven back in here. He cut out earlier and wanted to give him a chance to to talk there, but um, we're going to get out of here. We're, we're well over an hour here. And, uh, but I heard from a lot of you and maybe we'll make this a regular thing. These guys keep winning these big games. We're going to make it a regular thing. We also do a listener questions live show where you can call in and ask questions to myself, John Sheeran. And sometimes we get with some other Cincy jungle podcast members as well. Like we did this last week. Hey, Keep it to Cincy Jungle for all your news, opinions, analysis, breaking news, continued playoff coverage. Keep it to our show. I mentioned all the ways you can get it, whether it's audio streaming or the YouTube channel. We're having fun doing all kinds of different things on this channel. We are going to keep bringing you all kinds of different things throughout the week. We've been trying to give you stuff, whether it's on this particular show and or the other shows on the Cincy Jungle Podcast Network, that uh, we've been trying to give you stuff basically every day of the week. So we're going to try and continue to do that as long as those bangles keep staying alive in the postseason. Love it. But thank you, everybody. We've had hundreds and hundreds of live viewers. Thank you to everybody who has donated super chats over the past handful of shows, because all of that money is going to go to the Javante woods foundation directly. We're going to send that over to them. Since Icky woods joined us on Wednesday night, we're going to, we're going to give his foundation in honor of his uh, son who passed away from asthma We're going to give that money to them. So your donations are greatly appreciated. And if you didn't submit one here and you want to submit something to help them out, foundation.org, go there and donate. You can continue to donate to all the great other charities out there that former and current Bengals run, the Assisen Foundation, Ken Anderson Alliance, the Munoz Foundation, Ken Riley Foundation, all of those. And go check out those interviews we had with a lot of those folks on the show as well. Appreciate all of you. I'm going to get to celebrating. I know all of you are as well. This has been a big, big day, a big, big evening. I have no idea what's even going on with the Packers 49ers game at this point because I ain't watching TV. I ain't looking at I'm paying attention to you all. So I'm going to go probably check that out, have some dinner, and uh, savor this one, savor this one. Thanks, everybody, and thanks to those of you who, who joined me on our post-game celebration here. Take it easy.